Welcome to the Joy Business Report. Coming up this morning, International Monetary Fund describes Ghana's economy as showing signs of recovery, adding the country's program performance is strong. Also, Ghana hoping to secure a seven-year moratorium on eurobond interest payments as it moves to restructure the debt instruments. Meanwhile, rating agency Fitch pushes forward timeline for Ghana to emerge from default on its foreign currency debt to media following successful debt restructuring agreement with bilateral creditors and interest rates take a nosedive for the third consecutive week as T-bills are oversubscribed by 72%. Details coming up. Great to be with you this morning. Hello to our friends listening on KTU Radio in Koforidia. My name is Daryl Kwao. The International Monetary Fund has described Ghana's economy as showing signs of recovery. This was after the country completed its first review under the fund program, resulting in some $600 million uh, in disbursement. George Raffi has more. The IMF says reform's efforts are bearing fruit. Growth in 2023 has proven to be resilient. Inflation has declined and the fiscal and external positions have improved. The IMF in their statement also said that Ghana's performance under the program has been very strong, meeting all the quantitative performance criteria, targets and structural reforms. Stefan Day is the missing chief for Ghana and has been speaking from Washington, D.C., USA. Inflation is going down very rapidly. Internal and the fiscal position are, are turning around. And the other part of the assessment is that economic activity is performing better than what we had in mind. And this is why we are revising our, our growth projections up in the context this, in this review. The IMF was, however, quick to add that there is a need for government to press ahead of reforms aimed at improving tax administration, strengthening expenditure controls, and enhance fiscal rules to ensure lasting adjustments. Since Ghana signed the IMF program in May last year, it has now received $1.2 billion from the fund. If this assessment is anything to go by, then we should expect some interesting response from the country's donors and investors. Georgia, I feel with that report. Well, meanwhile, speaking at a joint, joint press conference of the IMF Finance Ministry and the Bank of Ghana, Governor of the Central Bank, Dr. Ennis Addison, reacted to concerns about further hikes in the policy rate to contain inflation. At the last MPC uh, press conference, we had said that the rate will be tighter for longer to ensure that, you know, inflation expectations are anchored towards uh, a single-digit objective. But that doesn't mean that between getting to the single digits, you would not see, you know, a downward trend in, in the policy rate. We that was Governor of the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Ndes Addison. In a related development, Ghana is hoping to secure a seven-year moratorium on eurobond interest payments as it moves to restructure the debt instruments. It is also pushing for up to 40% interest rate cut. Government will open negotiations with eurobond uh, holders later today in uh, London to negotiate the restructuring of the papers. The finance minister, Ken Ferreta, hopes these commercial creditors will accept government's offer. I'm expecting that we will all negotiate in good faith. I'm looking at the country coming back um, quicker than later. We have had discussions with um, Eurobond investors, uh, some of the larger um, creditors, and, and there's, there's goodwill. We had um, a very optimistic view to conclude all of these negotiations by end of 2023, which did not happen. So when I look at current situation uh, between concluding the MOU, OCC, and then uh, 
um, the process with the Eurobond is I give myself latest end of March a goal that we should shoot for to put an end to all of the restructuring. You had the Finance Minister Ken Ofoyata. Now, rating agency Fitch has pushed for the timeline for Ghana to emerge from default on its foreign currency debt to media instead of the end of the year. This follows a successful debt restructuring agreement with bilateral creditors last Friday. In its uh, rate latest rating outlook for sovereigns and banks in Africa, the UK-based firm said the country's uh, domestic debt exchange program was successfully done clearing most default risks. Uh, Toby Ellis is head of Middle East and Africa Sovereign Ratings. Regarding Ghana, uh, Ghana requested a common framework treatment a little more than a year ago, December 2022. They have reached an agreement with the official credit committee um, last Friday. Uh, so the next steps are this this agreement needs to be translated in, into an MOU and then they need to seek an agreement with private creditors uh, on comparable terms. Um, given that uh, discussions with private creditors have been handed in parallel with the discussions with official creditors, um, we also assume um, that uh, Ghana uh, potentially would move out of default on the foreign Head of Middle Eastern Africa's sovereign ratings at Fitch, Toby Ill is there. Interest rates took a nosedive for the third consecutive week running the day uh, third consecutive week running uh, the day the International Monetary Fund approved the first review of Ghana's program. According to auction results by the Bank of Ghana, demand for the treasury bills continued to surge. Here's more in this report. Investor confidence is soaring following the expected release of the $600 million bailout package to Ghana versus week by the IMF. According to the auction results, the yield on the 91-day T-bill went down by 15 basis points to 28.88%. That of the 182-day bill also fell to 31.39% from the previous 31.51%. The rate on the 364-day bill also eased by 9 basis points to 31.99%. Meanwhile, the T-bill's auction was oversubscribed by 72.3% to 5.270 billion cities. About 2.632 billion cities of the bids were tendered for the 91-day bill. All of the bids were accepted accordingly. For the 182-day T-bills, 1.324 billion cities of the bids were tendered. The uptake was 1.324 billion cities. The 364-day bill also received bids worth 1.312 billion cities. All the bids were accepted. That was a business desk report. Uh, moving on, economist Professor Lord Mensah has cautioned the government against the increase in taxes, warning it could impact inflation. Inflation for December 2023 fell sharply to 23.2%, the lowest in the last uh, 16 months. Now, government expects to end 2024 with a rate of 15%. Professor Mensah warns the gains from inflation could be eroded by the tax increases. If they do not do their calculations very well, and those who are supposed to bear the brand, I mean, will be consumers. And in the end, prices will tend to go up again. And so all the gains that we've made as a result of inflation coming down will definitely be neutralized. So the taxes, obviously, will turn up to have effect on prices. But then we hope that the percentages that has been increased will not have much effect. Whatever the case may be, the past three effect of taxes is increase in prices, which will build up into inflation.
You had Professor Lord Mensah, an economist there. Now, tax analyst Francis Timoboys hope for the consumption taxes implemented from the 1st of January this year may achieve their target. This follows concerns by businesses that the number of taxes announced by government could stifle growth of private sector businesses. Even though Mr. Boy is uh, of the view that the implementation could have started in February, he's hopeful that VAT components will achieve their targets. Listen, the, the taxes, as we are seeing them, they are mostly in the form of indirect taxes, and it is consumers who bear it. So it's you and I. They will, be, they, will, they will pass it on to us. So being indirect tax, I see that the avoidance is quite difficult unless you don't consume. Take, for example, the emission tax, unless you don't have a car. If you have a car and you are driving, you'll be, you will you, be there's nothing you can do. So on that lens, we can say that it's likely that we may achieve the, the revenue target. Tax analyst Francis Timorboy there. Now, Trade and Industry Minister Katie Amon has warned foreign cement manufacturers uh, to desist from producing substandard products for the construction sector here in Ghana. He, he's been talking about the rate at which such activities are affecting the industry. Speaking at a finance ministry engagement with the Chinese business community on mutual prosperity partnership, Mr. Amon urged the manufacturers to comply with the standard rules in Ghana. I'm happy, Excellency uh, Ambassador, you are here. Once I'm at this point, I'm, I intend uh, to make this, this point rather forcefully. It's uh, unpleasant, it's uh, unpalatable, but I intend to make it all the same. Um, I, I implore you, um, in your, I think uh, they, must, uh, they must try as much as possible to comply um, uh, with, with the standards of the country. Trade Minister Katie Hammond, now officials of the Customs Division of the Ghana Revenue Authority, are poised to strengthen their relationship with border communities as a catalyst to improve trade facilitation and also strengthen security. The move has become necessary as most of these communities are being identified as partners in the quest by government to increase trade with neighboring countries. Assistant Commissioner at the Headquarters Sector Command, uh, Eric Kukuboni, disclosed this to Joy Business after embarking on a health work to kickstart this year's International Customs Celebration Week, which begins today. One thing we must not also forget is building relationship and fostering a relationship with border communities. Previously, we saw the border communi- communities as smugglers, but now they are our partners 